Dashley fam, how the heck are you doing? Welcome back to another episode of Taking Sides with the Dashleys. I'm Dale and this is Ashley. Hey, Ash. yo. What up, girl? Have we told this story? What? Um, a couple of days ago before Dallin went to Texas. P.S. <laughs> Dallin went to Texas. Oh, yeah. Did you see the vlog? Um, that was a fun one. I answered my phone in the car and I... And I have started answering my phone. Hey, yo. <laughs> and I told Dallin, it makes your day better. And he should try it on his next phone call. And his next phone call was, we thought, a scam, right? We thought it was a scam, yeah. You know, like just a salesperson or whatever. So he answered, hey, yo. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it was the nurse from my doctor's office. <laughs> and they're like... Hey, how's that blood pressure <laughs> medicine treating you? <laughs> yeah, I just changed up my medicine recently, so they were just checking on me, um, and uh, I was like, "Oh, <clears throat> yeah, it's it's good, thank you." <laughs> we have a dare for you. The next person who calls your phone, we want you to record it for us somehow and answer whoever it is. Hey, yo! <laughs> I don't know if you can record calls. Maybe if you put on speakerphone, had a separate recorder. I don't know. I don't know. Or you can just tell us about the Have experience. your significant other record it. It has to be whoever calls next or like someone at work and just like put the person hey on speaker and just get their response to your, hey, yo. Or sometimes answer the phone like the guy in Walter Mitty, the Cinnabon guy. Oh. He says, what's up? <laughs> no, I like, hey, yo. Yeah. It brightens everyone's day. It does. And some of... Some people just don't know how to respond. Well, today or yesterday marked my first day of my master's program in marriage and family therapy. Yeah, Dallin's going back to school. Um, we both looked at it. We looked at it together, and I felt like I was also signing up for school. Ashley started getting more stressed than me. Like Hermione t- taking care of Ron and his schoolwork. Dallin is very like. I think you have ADD. But I don't know much about it. I'm ADD. pretty sure I do. Like when I would get a syllabus, I would print it out, highlight things, write down in a notebook the dates things are due. I never did that due. once. I never read Dallas any syllabuses. Just like scrolling through it willy nilly like. And every once in a while I was seeing like big bold, please read every word of this <laughs> syllabus. It is extremely important. It's not. You just need to know the learning outcomes and what, what you got to type and figure it out as you go. Whatever. That's how you do school. But I also didn't know how like triggering college was to me. Dallin's back in school and I'm like, don't tell me about your assignments because I already have weekly dreams about it's the end of the semester. I I am looking through all of my syllabuses in my special syllabus folder and I find a syllabus that I forgot about and it's a class I've never gone to that I was supposed to go to and now I can't get into the program I want to get in and I'm going to fail college. So I go to the last day of class and the instructor's like, oh, and then he calls on me and I haven't read anything and then I fail the class miserably and then I wake up. I have this weekly. It's a stress dream. I think Though we're moving, I used to have the weekly, all my teeth are falling out dream. Uh I haven't had that in a while. Well, that's good. Yeah. So we've moved up. But I told Dallin he cannot share with me school information. I make it sound like I am not being a good student. I read through the syllabuses, the syllabi. We'll see. Ash just was there for one little part of it. Where are your folders of I already did my first assignment. Maybe early. Maybe there's one you haven't noticed because you read through it so quickly. Nope. I read it. You didn't see me read it. I know. 
Okay. Well, anyways, really exciting. I'm I'm going to class with a lot of like smart people, people who already have another master's degree or people who have been counselors for a long time in a different field. And now mm-hmm. they're going to marriage and family. Like it's kind of intimidating. I'm just like, if it's graded on a curve, I'm going up against all these people who've already been in the field for a long time. Dallin has had an exciting week. He just got back from Texas. That was so fun. Ashley's the trip getting... was twofold. Well, threefold. Number one, was to go down and explore and see if I would want to live in a brand new area like Texas. And my personality is such that I need some time alone to process things. Mm -hmm. And we were Mm -hmm. just like, why don't you just go down there alone and just feel it out by yourself without any influences from Ashley, without the kids, you know, always, always needing you and stuff. And so like I I had a few days down there by myself. You have kind of a fear that I'm going to make you move somewhere you don't want to go. So I feel like this was a good move on my part. It might be an in the like fear. Dallin and Ashley moving game of chess, uh-huh. where I'm like, well, you just go and see if you like it and tell me about it. Anyways, I would highly recommend just going somewhere new. If your personality is all like mine, like Bill Gates, he does these things. He calls them, he calls them brain weeks. I learned uh, about this in the Netflix documentary on Bill Gates. Every once in a while, he'll have a brain week where he goes up to his cabin. I don't know. He probably has a cabin in every state or something. And this one was a different cabin every time. Yeah. Different. He just buys a new one every time. And he went up to his, one of his cabins. Melinda, I've got another. (laughs) Oh, good dear. He went up to to his, he goes, he has brain weeks where he goes up by himself to his cabin every once in a while and just processes and thinks and just exists by himself to think. And I took a personality test once one time and I have the same personality type as Bill Gates. Lately, I took it and it was a different one. I have, I now, which I've gotten this one a few times. I think this is a little more accurate. It's on more of the feeling side versus the thinking side. The thinking uh-huh. side is Bill Gates. The feeling side is is Phil Dunphy and Michael Scott and um, who else was on there? Will Elf. Smith, Robin Williams. Will and, Smith is a feeling side guy? Yeah. I didn't know that. I have the same personality type as them. Cool. I want to know from all you people out there, what is the personality type of a person who hates taking personality types because they think they're stupid? I bet that is like, I bet that like points to a certain personality type. I was listening to a girl I follow on Instagram and she is talking about how she like types her kids. And one person commented and was like, I cannot figure this out. My kid is kind of equally this and this and i need to know which one they're more of and she was like oh well you're probably a type xyz because this means so much to you and you're like so stressed about finding the exact right answer Uh so i bet me not caring like a flip yeah well also there's only it's 16 personalities.com in case it takes like seven hours there are billions of people and everybody is their own personality so like they've boiled them down into like the most the most um the easiest way to define you, but there's so many nuances and differences here and there. I think it's real. I just, if I can find out from someone else. Most likely to follow these patterns of thinking and feeling and behaving. Not wanting to like do this, not caring about what my personality is, might be a tell about what my personality is. It probably is. And someone out there might know, and I won't have to take the test if they already know. Mm -hmm. That's all I'm saying. But Dallin went, he saw, he conquered, Will, it was really fun. I walked, I did the river walk in San Antonio. I went to the Pearl Brewery. I went to New Braunfels. I saw where they have the, 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 it's something fest. It's like a big okay. beer festival. Oh, okay. I went up to Austin. I did a Segway tour. Saw around some sort Austin. of festival <laughs> land. Yeah. 
Um, and I went up to Georgetown, just explored Georgetown Lake, and I just went all over that area. It was really, really fun. And it was a good few days. I went. I ate at Mamacita's, the mm-hmm. best friggin' burritos I've ever had. I got the burritos with steak, with fajita steak in it. Oh, yeah, man. So- I think our conclusions about Texas are that it's a wonderful, amazing, incredible, beautiful, great place to live. Um, and it's still on the table. And I think we're still going on an RV trip there. We might go a little bit shorter. It was kind of like as I was dating Texas in my mind, my girl's in the yes. next room. Yes. Sometimes I wish she were like you. bachelor. I was thinking of Washington. While I was in Texas. Which was telling. I guess we never really move on. Which is good to know, you know? Yeah. And I'm kind of, my stance is I want to live somewhere. Because like we are independent of location. We don't we don't have like a, a brick and mortar job building that we need to be next to. So I don't know if this is my form of nesting, but really hard this year. I've had this feeling like you need to. Maybe it's turning 31, you know, like I'm closer to 60 than zero, which is a big deal. Uh And I'm just like, you need to do something with your life that like, like a lot of people can't do what I can do. And I'm just choosing not to do it, which is fine. You know, like no big deal. Well, we live in an awesome neighborhood and a great house with like amazing neighbors. There's not, it's not like we live in a horrible place. No, no, no. It's a great place. But like. We originally were here because of a, a job. Because of a job, yeah. And now we can live anywhere, anywhere we want. And I don't and want like, to look back in 60 years and say like, I could have lived anywhere. When I see pictures of the Pacific Northwest, I'm just blown away. And every time I go there, I'm like, people are surrounded by giant green trees like this next to the ocean and the mountains. And they're just... And it's not like... And they're not telling the whole world about it. It's not like maybe there's they are. no business opportunities like, there either. Like there's the big most, cities. Well, Amazon is there. Yeah, like, like Seattle's a big city. It's the most beautiful place I've ever seen. So we've been looking at all all around Seattle right now, and it's just tickling all the right tickle spots. <laughs> so I think we're going to kind analogy. of cut. Like our... Busy Toddler just posted pictures today. He took kids to a park. Like it was the most amazing, beautiful park we're that I've like, ever friggin' seen. Where is this? It's just, oh, it's just on an island next to the city I live in. Mm-hmm. So An cool. island in a lake. Mercer Island. Anyways, I love it out there. So we're going to go explore that next. And like we at this point in my life, I won't speak for Dylan. I am angry at Seattle for like being so beautiful. Why are you so perfect up there? And just so like next to so much kind of a temperate situation. I'm sure there's downsides. I know it's cloudy. I know it rains a lot. Seattle freeze apparently where people aren't just grouchy enough for it. (laughs) I think I might fit in just fine. (laughs) It might be great for me. I'm not really a freezer. You might be. Sometimes people walk by my house and I see them out my window. I'm like, please don't come. Please don't come. Please don't come. (laughs) Yeah. Little growl at him. No. And, um, yeah, so that's, that's our thoughts. So Those are gonna, my thoughts as I was in Texas. Go- Love it there. I could just be so happy there, but yeah. if I am, if in the short life I can live wherever I want, I think my preference would be the Pacific Northwest. Well, and we'll try it out. And if it does, I don't know if we'll try and it it's out. It's not like we move somewhere and you're stuck there forever. Right. We have this in but our But right now I think we're leaning that way. Pacific Northwest. We love it up there. So, I mean, again, we're pretty naive to it. We have visited there more than Texas. So we kind of know a bit. Yeah. Um, we're going to go on a little road trip to see some family in Texas. I think we're going to cut it short, though, at the beach. Yeah. Potentially. I had planned like longer stays in 
San Antonio area and longer stay in Austin area and out to College Station and stuff. But I think we're going to maybe just nix that part and go down to Corpus Christi for a few days and then jet home. Please let us know if Corpus Christi is the worst beach ever to stay at. Because the, I've heard it was beautiful. Down I've there. heard it's beautiful too. I just don't want it. I just don't want to get you there. You don't want to do the whole drive. Don't if it's want to not drive worth 25 hours. <laughs> there. Tell us the best things to do. I've in Corpus seen Christi. some Google images. And if you've camped there or RV'd there, tell us the best. Cause we just want to make it worth it. Cause it's a long freaking drive yeah. with toddlers in the truck. All right, let's get to some questions. First off last podcast. If you haven't listened to it yet, go listen to it. Ash and I ranted a little bit about our car dealership experience when we went to look at minivans essentially at this point we're not ever going to buy another car just to spite the car industry i I hate car salesmen no and i i don't i i've dealt with some very nice ones the one we bought our subaru from not pushy at all he didn't even work on commission at least that's what he told me he's just like yeah here's the price let me know if you want it like that was so nice so i know a lot of people are car salesmen out there and you're great but the ones the majority that i've dealt with have just been the worst total because balls. no matter or what your agenda is balls and training their agenda is to sell you a car right there right now and it's so freaking annoying so some of you guys sent in some of your experiences and i'm i'm eager to read them because i'm curious to know if they're similar to ours or not like here we have our first one from this one is from melissa she says horrible dealership experience this is hers what were you gonna say ash i was gonna say i should not fill like I'm wasting their time if I just want to go in and look at a car. No, it's like and real- that's how realtors I feel. get it. Real estate agents know that well, this process could take six months, could take a year. I'm going to help this person find the best house. At least good realtors but are like sitting that. In there but feeling car dealers are, are so trained to like all these cheesy sales techniques to try to get you a car right here, right now. And we're going to warm this person up and get them emotionally invested so that they like us and they feel guilty leaving without buying a car from me. Yada and it's so annoying. Yada. All right. This is from Melissa. Hey, Dallin Ashley. I first wanted to say thank you both for everything that you do. Watching your videos and listening to your podcast have really helped me through the past year. And you both are an inspiration to me. Well, thank you. Melissa. that's nice. I just listened to your podcast about you both going to a dealership and I loved it. I have spent way more time there than I would have ever liked to so far in my life, but this is my but this experience tops them all. Oh, okay. Let's hear it. My husband and I purchased our first vehicle together around 2012, which was my absolute dream car, the Honda Ridgeline. Sweet. Oh, is that a is Ours that the was truck? the CRV. Yeah, that's the truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From our local Honda dealership and it was great. A few years ago or so, Honda redid the Ridgeline looking way better, which turned into my new dream car. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That always happens. So we checked it out at the same dealership and talked with them about it and test drove it. No, don't test drive a vehicle when you already know you will love it. But no, it's not the right time to buy it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's us too. We're weak. So after we test drove it, gave it some time, finally went to the bank to get approved for the loan for the car. We show up knowing exactly what we wanted, the color, the style, everything. We were there for two hours. First, they told us that there was no way we could get approved for such a big amount for the car, which we already did. Then they tried to be sneaky and have us lease the car. Well, we caught on. Then they wanted us to finance through them, and we said no. Then they got irritated because we wouldn't take the car they already have instead of what we wanted. And they were doing the same thing you said in your podcast, like constantly going to ask if it's possible or letting me see what I can do. Two hours of that. Man, that's so annoying. After all this, we were both just mad and wondering why we couldn't get the car we wanted. And eventually the dealership told us, well, there isn't anything I can do for you. So that's it. Like, we were so mad. Get it? And, like, no, anybody can order a car and have it shipped in. They just want to turn their inventory fast. So they want to try to sell you one they already have. 
And it's so annoying. So they walked out and went somewhere else that would sell it to us right away. So Honda lost out on a huge sale. Sorry for the long email, but when you told that story, it brought me right back to our experience with this. Thank you again. And I'm excited for the baby to come. Melissa. Melissa. Yeah, yeah that's... Yeah, that like we had this so annoying. this sales guy, he was brand new and we, he brought us into the room and then he brought in his manager and the manager was like, I'm his manager. He's kind of in training. The Let me help you. And it was like the Darth Sith coming in to help out his little Padawan learner. Yeah. It was yucky. Yeah. And I wanted to be like, don't, like I want to write that kid a letter and be like, the reason we didn't buy a minivan from you is because of your dumb A manager like i was about to buy a car like you from were a pretty you. nice guy i was about to buy a car from yeah. him okay here's another one from chelsea hey guys my name's chelsea i've been watching your videos since the very beginning and i listen to your podcasts man the very beginning that's like three and a half years ago yeah chelsea you know us better than we know ourselves i love listening to you guys during work as it gets me through my day i listened to your podcast about your guys minivan shopping experience and i'm so sorry about your experience color dealerships are the worst here's my car dealer story Back in 2017, I went to get my Kia Soul. Everything was great in the beginning. Kia, Kia, Kia. We met the car salesman who was working his second week at the dealership. He told me that he had a family and a new baby at home. He was the most genuine guy I've ever met. He showed me some Kia Souls and I agreed to test drive one. He told me that he was going to get the keys and he'd be right back. All of a sudden, a lady comes up and tells me that she's going to take over. I asked her why and she said, I found your information submitted online so our online sales department will take over at this point. I was so shocked because I never submitted anything online, but I agreed to do the test drive anyway. During the rest of the visit, this lady was super pushy with me, having, get, trying to get me buy a car. At the same time, I'm feeling horrible that the first sales guy wasn't going to get the sale anymore. So I go to buy the car, they figure out the numbers, and I drive off. The next day, I get a call from the finance manager. He tells me to come in. I go in, and he comes out to greet me in the hallway. He starts talking about all my finances in front of everyone that was sitting there. Embarrassed, I started tearing up. Apparently, the day I bought my car, they didn't get all the financial documents 100% completed. That's on them. That's their fault. Because of that horrible experience, I'll probably not go back to that dealership. I even got a job at Carvana in 2018 because I really love their business model and how they care about their customers having an amazing experience. Have you seen Carvana's? Is it They're like a, a giant store? car vending machines. Is it a store? It's like a big structure. It looks like... Is it online or is it like, it's just like a, a physical you go thing? to? Yeah, it's, it kind of sounds to me like car uh car max mm. like you just choose your option and that's it i'm afraid to go to the it car max out, by us kind of takes out the salesman i like dated a guy from there before you mm -hmm. and then like dump like ghosted him and i'm just afraid he's still there just still crying over you <laughs> no i don't think he's i just don't want to walk in and be like it was we had like a weird experience where with like he gave me this like huge hickey while I was a kindergarten teacher. Oh, it was super not professional and embarrassing. And I also gave him one and it was weird at, for, it was just like, I'm like the hickey girl, I think for him. And I just don't ever want to see him again. So I don't think we could ever go to CarMax ever again. <laughs> Fine with me. Now well, I'm just the one in Eden Salt Lake. Mm-hmm. Now I'm an analyst and our company is growing so fast. feels amazing. Guys, please look into Carvana. You know, we probably will. You never have to deal with a sales guy again. Instead, talk to some Does it really super just come friendly, down-to-earth people. There's no hidden fees, etc. You buy your car from your couch. See, that's what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. It's just like what Homie is doing 
with the realtor industry. Do you test Homey drive it? Is or do you just like see it or do you just look at it online? And Good question. Maybe I'll look into Carvana if we really do. Because we love our Subaru Are they- Ascent right now. But it's like, it's basically just people there to help you, like customer service, people helping you. It's not a salesperson anymore. Like Ikea with furniture. Like, go get it if you want it. <laughs> Put it together yourself. Here's, here's all the pieces for your car. So anyways, cool. Thanks for the suggestion, Chelsea. I will look into Carvana because, man, car dealers are so annoying. All right, let's jump to a quick commercial break and we will come right back. We are supported by America's number one meal kit, HelloFresh. You guys know that we love HelloFresh so much. We're making them all the time in the vlogs and we talk about it in the podcast. Here's the three main reasons why we love HelloFresh. They are delicious. You break out of your dinner rut with HelloFresh's 22 plus seasonal chef curated recipes each week. It helps you save time and stress effortlessly. HelloFresh cuts out the stressful meal planning and prepping so you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in just about 30 minutes usually, even 20 minutes with their quick prep recipe options. And lastly, HelloFresh is flexible and it fits your lifestyle. You can add extra meals or lunches to your weekly order anytime, throw on yummy sides and desserts like garlic bread and cookie dough. You can easily change your delivery days or food preferences anytime online. One of our favorite meals we just got from HelloFresh was the Parmesan crusted chicken. Oh man, it was so good. We love them. We have a special discount for the Dashley fam. Go to HelloFresh.com slash TakingSides12 and use code TakingSides12 for 12 free meals, including free shipping. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash TakingSides12 and use code TakingSides12 for 12 free meals. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. We are supported by KiwiCo. You guys have probably seen us play with KiwiCo boxes on our vlogs with George and James. Man, we love them so much. KiwiCo creates super cool hands-on projects designed to expose kids to concepts in STEAM, science, technology, engineering, art, and math. You can customize the box based on your kid's age. Boxes are delivered monthly and come with all the supplies you need for that month's project. The last box George and James did together, we had this little monkey art project where we created a tree and put bananas in it and we counted them and we created together and they just really, really loved it. And it provided like hours of quality learning entertainment. And we felt like awesome parents. And all we had to do was just get a KiwiCo box. Discover engaging science and art projects for kids of all ages. Discover the science behind hydraulics, building a walking robot, and see how high you can make a rocket fly. Everything you need to make Steam seriously fun delivered to your doorstep. Get 30% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line with code TAKINGSIDES. That's 30% off your first month at kiwico.com, K-I-W-I-C-O.com, promo code TAKINGSIDES. All right, we've got another email from Regina. She says, hey, Dashleys, I absolutely love watching your videos and listening to your podcast. They always put me in a good mood, so thanks for all you do. Thank you, Regina. I'm currently single, but I love listening to Taking Sides. I was wondering what your opinions were on this feeling that I have about dating. I'm 24 and really want to start dating, but I have this little voice or feeling that I have no business getting into a serious relationship because financially, I am nowhere ready to be independent as much as as I want to be and am working towards it, I feel like I'm in this weird stage of being too old to be in like flings and want something more, but feel like I'll be wasting his time if I do enter into something serious. If you guys ever felt this way or heard of others who have, let me know what you think. Love you guys from Regina. Well, Regina, first off, you sound like just the nicest person thinking about life and caring so much about things. Um, I think these negative thoughts show a lot of beautiful, positive things about you. Like you really care. You want to be a good partner. 
you want to contribute to your relationship, you're really planning for your life and you want to do, make all the best choices for yourself. Like those are all really awesome things about you. Just these are just things that I'm inferring from what you've said. And it sounds like maybe you've taken some of those to an extreme and it's keeping you from enjoying your own life. And it sounds like you have some like automatic negative thoughts that you keep telling yourself that are getting you stuck when maybe we could, you know, turn those things around and look at the positive side of them and just talk back to those negative thoughts and like and stop telling yourself these stories in your head and, and maybe look at things from a little different perspective. Ash, yeah. does that make sense at all? Um, yeah, like there's, I don't, I, we don't have a lot of context on what you mean by um, being independent. I, maybe that has to do with like your living situation. Well, it sounds like you're telling yourself you have to contribute financially in order to be worthy partner in a serious relationship or something i think like i've had feelings just look into like where is that thought even coming from you know like i'm sure there's a lot of guys out there who are hoping that their significant other will contribute financially to the relationship there's plenty of other guys who are just worried themselves about contributing to the relationship and everybody's at a different spot in their life and just find somebody that you jive with that you're ready to go on the adventure of life together with when i was dating people i had my worst dating experiences when i was always trying to be better than I was or always trying to like like feeling like the reason I wasn't dating was because I wasn't good enough and it's I think it's a mental switch that you can flip and and start thinking to yourself I'm good enough just the way I am I deserve love and I deserve to love other people um like I'm strong I'm confident I'm cool I am unique I'm just like I'm a person who if I feel like I want to like if I feel the desire for a relationship then I have every right to have a relationship and like you don't you can only you're in charge of it like you're steering this ship so if you want to have a relationship have one and and just be honest with people like if things start getting serious maybe you're not ready to pay for a wedding or to like buy your dream home but like in the in the words of many a great music artist, love don't cost a thing. Mm. And I think there's a lot of people in your situation right now, especially people your age, like the housing market is ridiculous. Apartment prices are rising. Like rent is expensive. I was listening to the news the other day and it was like over 50% of people under 25 are, are, or people under 30 are still living with their families, with their parents. In American culture, that's kind of housing prices are raising way faster than income levels are. I mean, like keep working, keep striving, keep dreaming, keep trying to be financially independent, and a person like who has the abilities to provide for yourself what you want to have in your life, but also don't hate on yourself at all. And chances are, there's like a hundred million people who you would probably be interested in dating who are in a similar situation to you who also deserve to be loved and not judged and and seen as more than just like their ability to make money yeah there are so many guys out there who are thinking the same thing everybody's at a different stage of life like ash and i started living in poor single room student housing together you know i was still going to school and it's just like that was our stage of life and we're in a house like six years later it's just you know it's just life don't let this keep you from looking for somebody to date and spend life with 
Also, like you can contribute financially. Maybe you have a number in your head that you're not at yet. And once you get to that number, you feel, you know, like worthy of a relationship. But you're worthy of love right now. You're worthy of acceptance right now. You don't have to wait for any specific income level to find a partner that you enjoy being with. That's a silly rule that you have in your head and you can just get rid of it right now and just go live your best life and find somebody that you want to contribute to in a relationship with and just have fun. Like life is too short. Yeah, Careers and magical ideas are slow growers for the most part. Like there's like TikTokers who make a million and a month and, and all that stuff. But like I'm starting a food blog and it's really hard to believe in it when for the first year of my food blog, it made no money. And now it makes like $150 a month, which is not a lot of money and doesn't really cover the cost of ingredients. But I still like believe in it and I still believe it has worth and it's hard, but like it's a, it's something I love to do and it's something that I really believe in. So just do things that you love to do or be on a path that leads to doing something you love to do. And I don't know, like money is important, but it's not the only measure of success. Mm -hmm. You rock. Okay. Don't wait for anything to like, don't wait for all these, these illusionary like uh, things to happen before you are feel worthy of a relationship. You can get one in, in a relationship right now and there's nothing in the way of that. Okay. You rock. Let's move on to the next one. Ashley, click for a cat. Also help me please. From oh, does she have a cat for me? <laughs> she has a picture. Oh, wait. This first one is of her. It if looks anyone like she's wants an to duty. drop a cat off at my door and pretend it's been abandoned there so that I can be like, Dallin, fate brought us this cat. <laughs> Please feel free to do that. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's a little kitty up on her roof. Oh, we had a little stray cat living in the house being built behind us. And I've been putting like Dallin salmon out there that he cooks for himself <laughs> trying to get it comfortable with me and then the other day I opened the garage and Dash chased it like seven miles down the road yeah I don't think she'll ever come back yeah Her name I is didn't El- mean for Dash to do that the cat's name is Elizabeth stop it yeah cute name all right she says hey Dashley fam I'm a more recent follower I started watching and listening back this summer my name's Yvonne I live in Maine with my Ooh, boyfriend my dad and wants cat. to move to Maine she says dream she place. has a complicated question. Yeah, Maine looks so beautiful. Maine kind of looks like Washington. Yes, same it does. same uh, level, same latitude. Long. What's mm-hmm. the word? Same distance away from the equator, just on the opposite side of the country. Is that yeah, and it, but except it's warmer. I think in Washington. Warmer in Washington. My dad's Maine. dream is to move to Maine so that he can be in the middle of a raging winter storm on the regular. I don't know how I come from him quite honestly, because that is not (laughs) anything I would ever wish for myself. She says, okay, so a little backstory. We have been together for almost five years and have been living together for the past two. We aren't married and most likely never will. Don't worry, my boyfriend was married for almost 10 years and his divorce really hurt him in a lot of ways. He was also raised Catholic and while he isn't a practicing Catholic, he still has some things he truly and strongly believes. One, if not the biggest, is that he can't, won't remarry. He feels that once you make that commitment in front of God, you can't go back later in front of God and say, oops, never mind, I didn't mean it with her, but I do with this one. Hmm. Don't, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but Catholics kind of interpret that scripture a little bit more literally about divorce. I feel Uh, like he's already done the deed, so God knows. 
I as far as getting a divorce. I don't know a lot about I, I know that Catholic Church in at least in the past However, has been a little bit more strict around divorce. Oh yeah. But and like I say that, but I also say like I totally get so, deep religious feelings like that. that you were raised to believe was like literally eternal truth straight from god yeah and it's just so like it's, it's really uncomfortable to, to act stick around even if you them. don't yeah <laughs> the, 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 the whole this whole podcast we should just talk our own words talk our own words just over each other the whole yeah. time okay we have talked about this before and we are both on the same page about it well i've never been married i understand his beliefs and respect that well that's that's great very good of you now, if he came to me, and that will be the first step in him maybe getting through those beliefs to the other side, mm-hmm. you accepting him in his current state. I just wanted to add that in there. Now, if he came to me tomorrow and said he wanted to get married, I would 100% do it. Well, it sounds like you're in a really healthy place around that Could aspect. Could he get married like for outside the Catholic Church? He just thinks marriage in general. Like, mm. in, yeah. I am the type Here's of the fun person... thing. Okay, I taught with a teacher whose significant other was like that, right? And mm-hmm. she was always kind of like, oh, I wish you would just marry me. But he didn't really b- want... He had been divorced and scarred and and they had been together for like 20 years. And I was with her on the day she was Googling um, like common law marriage. And apparently in some states, and I think Utah is one of them, if you cohabitate for long enough, you're technically considered married. Oh, I don't know like the finer parts of this because she was like, oh my gosh. Maybe that's a rule in Maine. I'm going to tell him. Look that up. (laughs) Okay. Uh, She says, I don't feel like we have to be married for those commitments to hold true. Now, my reason for coming to you, given that we are not married, what do I refer to his mother as? Mm. We have a very close relationship with her as well as my parents to the point that I call her mom and he does the same for my mom and dad. But I struggle with what I refer to her when I'm talking with other people or things sharing on social media. Do I call her my mother-in-law even though we aren't married? My boyfriend's mom, Dave's mom. I'm just struggling with this. Dave's mom's fine. I would do Dave's mom. I would do Dave's mom. Yeah. Just go with Dave's mom. That's easy. Everyone knows Dave. Dave's mom. Like, who knows you? They know Dave. I, I, even though I'm married to Ashley, I still refer to her mom as Ashley's mom, not my mother-in-law more often. Yeah, That's just personal. kind of formal and stuffy. Mother-in-law has negative connotations to it too sometimes. Yeah. I just so, call Dallin's mom Dallin's. Like, I just yeah. did it. She's just Dallin's mom. Mm-hmm. She says she's just struggling with that. I wouldn't give it too much thought at all. I'd just be like Dave's mom. And like props for having a good relationship. That's that's awesome. awesome. I ask because I don't want people to assume we are married if I call her my mother-in-law. I also don't want to confuse people. Yeah. Don't even worry about that. You're overthinking it. It's just Dave's mom. It's fine. And just the most important thing is their relationships. And it sounds like you have a great relationship with her. That's so good. Also, like no one is really... Like, you don't have to explain yourself. No one's really entitled to the finer, like, nuances of your yeah. relationship with your boyfriend or your significant other or whatever you call him. Yeah. And you're allowed to be complicated. That's my motto this year. I am allowed to be complicated. Well, that's good. It's a good motto. Okay. Um, This one is called, My Husband Doesn't Trust Anyone to Watch Our Kids. <gasps> Your husband is me. Sounds like Ashley. Oh, Hello, my so name is much Melissa. drama in our life has been caused by this issue. <laughs> I know. I love your podcast and vlog. So me and my husband have been together for 10 years. We were young parents and now we have two boys, 10 and 4. I tried recently to hire a babysitter. Me and my husband haven't had a date in three years. Whew, that sounds rough. I decided it's definitely time. And when I asked my husband's opinion, he just told me he doesn't trust anyone to leave the kids with. Mm. I'm definitely ready to go out. 
and just have some alone time with my husband. So you sound like me. We never really get the chance to be our own people because we had our first baby when we were teenagers and I think it causes a lot of stress. Do you guys have advice on how to get my husband to come around to a babysitter? We don't have a lot of family and my husband doesn't trust my fam doesn't trust family either. Man, that's he might have you good sound reason, like me. You know, like he might have good reason. Well, in his mind, it's totally valid reasons. Dallin and I are the same, except I am your husband and Dallin is you. Not and like so Dallin I, I don't know, like I wanted to really go out on dates too, and I could see that our marriage needed it, but it like super stressed me out. And the thing that kind of helped us to get to a point where we found some babysitters is that Dallin was just like, it's in my, it's in like Ashley's court. So I'm in like, obviously Dallin would not choose a bad babysitter or like make irresponsible plans, but I just kind of, I don't know, like instead of it being a fight, like it always was, I would just, I just found what I was really comfortable with. And in the beginning, it was for really short amounts of time until we came to like know whether it was like a little drop-in daycare center that we trust right now, or like we have a nanny come twice a week or whoever I chose like from our neighborhood. It was just kind of in my court. So, well, how did it get to that point? Like where you were even open to it? In the first place, I think we you, came to came to the realization together when we went to therapy and our therapist talked to us. I think, but also like, I think, um, like when you have little babies, like you have a 10 and a four year old. So like, this is me speaking about you, which I have no right to do, but I think you're like, you're, you're ready. You know, like I was really uncomfortable with babies. Um, I'm a lot more comfortable now that like George can tell me if, someone was mean to him or he can tell me if something happened to him or he can like he can let me know a little bit about his experience and even James can talk but George for the most part will tell me if anything happens to James and once we reached like talking it really really helped me to be more comfortable so at least I could know a little bit we also put cameras in our house like we have nanny not nanny camps they're like nest camps yeah and we use them like to check on the kids when they're sleeping and they're also in like our main living areas so it's really easy for me to like check an app and, and like see that my kids are alive and like that they're fine. That calmed Ashley's anxieties. That calmed sure. my, my anxieties a lot. And like, they're not just crying. Like that was my fear with babies. I was so afraid they'd just be crying and crying and crying. And I didn't want, like, I can't have fun if I know like my kids are just miserable. So that was really helpful. Um, I would say the cameras helped a lot. And the places that we take them to babysit them also have cameras. And that was really helpful. I would just um, kind of get be a little bit uncomfortable. Definitely choose someone who you're extremely comfortable with. Like starting the process of looking for a babysitter does not mean that you have to choose. I wish we could talk with your husband because we don't have any context or where he's coming from. But if he's anything like Ashley, it's it's a source of anxiety for him. And so no logical argument is going to work. Like you can tell him all like the studies and the data that show that daycares are actually healthy for kids to become socialized and deal with a lot of different uh, kids their age and other adults and all that stuff. And you can tell him your needs, which he should know your needs. But until you first accept that this is his reality, that he feels really uncomfortable with it and you love him anyways, and you don't think he's crazy, then it's kind of hard for that anxiety to like resolve itself.
Um, I would definitely suggest, you know, going and talking with a marriage therapist together. And it sounds like you guys aren't, um, you know, in the depths of despair, but it's definitely something that you're really wanting. And it's, it sounds like a, like a pain point for you guys. So I would, it would be so awesome if you could just go sit down with a marriage and family therapist and just discuss some principles of healthy family dynamics and, um, husbands and wives, uh, you know, putting each other first type stuff. And, and, but most importantly, just tools for communication and understanding each other's needs and meeting each other halfway and compromising and having these difficult conversations with a professional mediator there is so helpful. Like works wonders. Sometimes you just get stuck, especially in hard issues like this, where like anxiety is involved and, and where you're not like meeting each other or understanding each other. It is so nice to just have a few sessions with like a professional conversation haver to be there with you. They'll like insert themselves, role play, role reversal. They'll say, um, they'll give examples. They'll kind of take over and, and say what you should say. And it's like, it's really, really healthy. But I would say it was really helpful for me just to, so you just, you definitely, I that had was a like big an, amount of anxiety. Yeah. That was fear. a lot of anxiety. And so anxiety tells you a lot of, a lot of irrational thoughts and your brain believes them. It helps. So me. it sounds like your husband has that too, maybe. It helped me to just explore. And I would say to myself, like when we would interview people or go to look at a place, like I don't have to choose this place. I'm just seeing if I like it. It also helped you hear other people's experiences who had babysitters. I think it helped me to like our cute nanny, like she was a friend's nanny. So it was really helpful to not just get someone who we had no like knowledge of because that was scary to me. Again, this is hard without a lot of context and, and hearing his story and where he's coming from and stuff. And I'm sure you've already done this, but just start with validating him, telling him you love him, telling him you hear him, tell him that his feelings are real and true and they're his and uh, important to you and say things like, absolutely, I would never want to leave our kids with somebody that we don't both trust. Like, and leave it at that. Like just put his anxieties at ease that you still love him. Don't think he's crazy and all of that stuff first. Then as you build that foundation of trust and mutual respect and validating each other's feelings, you can move on to the next steps. I will say like our kids love the people who we have found for them to watch them. They love them. They look forward to it so much. They love going. They call it school. They love going to school once or twice a week when Dallin and I like go to dinner. And they love when our nanny comes to watch them for a couple hours on Tuesday and Thursday. Like they, they love them and they love their friends at the little school they go to. And it's really good. It's, I feel like it's been really good for George to kind of learn how to respect other grownups. And it's been really good for James because she's very extroverted. If he's not willing to look for anyone, I would say maybe get some interviews with people or find some people who are willing to babysit. And then you and him can just meet them. And it's really hard if it's a really amazing, qualified, nice, kind babysitter person. To not it's warm really up to hard. Like it was really hard for me to not to be like, my kids are going to be miserable with you or it would be irresponsible of me to leave my kids with you or like all of those fears that he might have. Those were the ones I had, like either they're not going to be safe with you. They're not going to be happy with you. And I would be irresponsible to leave them with you. If you can kind of find someone and just meet them, like you don't have to hire them immediately, but just kind of be looking, maybe you screen them for him so you can find the good ones. (laughs) 
And I think it'll be really hard if he like goes to a really nice, like, I don't even know, like we have like a, some drop-in babysitting centers near us. I don't know if you have that. And then we also like have a lot of really nice neighbors. Like, do you have a really nice neighbor girl or boy who could watch your kids? And they would like our neighbor boy who comes over sometimes to watch the kids like Dal and I will go shopping together out to dinner he like George calls him his brother George loves him so much and it's been so fun for him to play with an older kid and to just have someone to look up to so I don't know I think there's a lot of options out there and it's hard to start looking into them so take it slow but once you do I think it becomes less of a scary kind of like hard no cool all right um one more this one is from sarah she this is a repeat or not a repeat this is a follow-up do you remember back in june sarah wrote us um about how to talk to her boyfriend about getting engaged and her boyfriend is a little worried about the monetary investment in a ring and he didn't think he could afford one here's what she said i just wanted to give you a little update that we are now engaged and i implemented a lot of advice you gave leading up to him actually popping the question (laughs) well that's good We had a lot of open and honest conversations about high valued making a commitment more than having the perfect ring and even went to a store together to look at options in his price range. Going to the store was super helpful because I was able to show him that I would love rings that didn't cost an arm and a leg and it really encouraged him. He ended up basically putting the ring I liked most on layaway with the store and was able to pay it off over a handful of months without having to go into debt. The proposal was perfect and I'm so happy to finally be able to call him my fiance. I honestly think it took me writing in and getting your advice to push me into having the important conversations that led up to this perfect event. Thank you so much, Sarah. That's romantic. You well, guys are cute. Cool. Dallin and I were like, where can we find free rings? Yeah, we just got free ring. Oh, she included a picture of the ring. I nice. love it. It's just a cute little ring. Hey, awesome. congrats, you guys. That's exciting. That's beautiful. Thanks for sharing your story. Glad we could help a little bit. But it was all you. It was all you guys. Okay. You guys are so fun. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for participating. You guys make this podcast possible by sending in all your emails and we just love reading them. I'm sorry to everybody who tried to find the, the Spotify interactive thing about answering questions. I did not figure that out. I think it still needs to be turned on. I'm going to email my Spotify person and hopefully I'll get that figured out because I think it'd be a really cool addition to this podcast. More updates on that to come. We'll see you guys next time. Oh, wait. What? what? If you guys haven't checked out my food blog website, go check it out. We always go make a recipe after we podcast on Tuesday. So coming out pretty soon, I think in two weeks, will be my mom's chocolate chip cookie recipe. They're so good. They're so good. It's the dashleyskitchen.com. Yeah, last week was German pancakes. We make them all the time on the vlog. Today's going to be these... German pancakes was a hit. People yeah, really liked it. Dallin found this like TikTok of a guy eating shredded beef sandwiches, and we kind of like created a recipe. And... It's so good and so yummy. So that's this week, I'm pretty sure. Mm -hmm. It's fun. It's really fun. It's a cool way to get to know us a little bit more and see all the fun foods we're eating. So check out thedashleyskitchen.com. And if you make anything, share it with us. And we just love that so much. And it's like the funnest thing I'm doing right now with my wife. She loves it. Love it. Okay. See you guys.